there's a lot of stuff we cover on this podcast. So far in our little journey together, I've covered things like the history of rock and roll, the history of punk music, where rap came from. But one of the most kind of overlooked genres of music is the comedy genre. Even before the invention of recording music, you know, folk music had various forms of comedy within their music. And once it became a recorded medium, then you started getting people who made songs that were funny. Songs like Ray Stevens' The Streak, which is just a song about a guy who keeps streaking through places. Then you had Monty Python, and they had several songs, stuff like the Lumberjack song. I I don't know if you've ever heard it, but if you haven't, go ahead and go give it a listen. It's really funny, makes funny. Canada, because I guess they're funny. And comedy keeps on recurring within music all the way up until you get to the internet age, and then it becomes more abundant on stuff like YouTube. YouTube has lots of parody songs or songs that take parts of a song to make fun of it. Then there's the incursion of the Pink Guy album, which is made by Filthy Frank. If you want to go listen to it, feel free. It's a little on the darker humor side, so if you're sensitive, I really wouldn't. But I think it's funny for what it is. But one of the most integral parts to the comedy genre of music really lies with a guy named Alfred Yankovic. But of course, we all know him just simply as Weird Al. With a whole bunch of food in tow, I'm Dan Lalek, and you're listening to Evergrow Podcast. Alfred Matthew Yankovic was born on October 23rd, 1959, in a place called Linwood in California. It's a suburb. In 1965, a traveling salesman came by the house and offered to teach music lessons. The options of instrument were a guitar or an accordion. His parents chose an accordion, and, and Al studied it for three years at a school before deciding to really teach himself and learn more on his own. But then again, Al was a a gifted student to begin with. He started kindergarten a year early and skipped grade two, making him two years younger than most of his other classmates. But through the 70s, Al became interested in two things that would end up shaping his entire career. The first was he began getting interested in Elton John, which then interested him in rock and roll music, and learning to play those songs on his accordion. As well, he became interested in a radio show, and the radio show was called Dr. Demento's Radio Show. The radio show centered itself around comedy, whether it was satire, novelty, or just plain gags. Al wrapped up his high school career in 1975 as the valedictorian of that year, and then moved on to California Polytechnic State University to get a degree in architecture. While in his sophomore year of university, Weird Al became a disc jockey for the university radio station, KCPR, and he adopted the name Weird Al, which had been given to him from fellow students, and he just adopted the name. While there, he made an EP called Slow Grown, and it featured a song that was called Take Me Down, which made fun of a bunch of different famous landmarks, things like the Bubba Gamali or the Fountain Toilets in the Madonna Inn. 
But it wasn't until the Knacks released a song in 1979 that really gave Weird Al this urge to get into doing parody. He heard the song My Sharona by the Knack and immediately ran across into a washroom with his accordion in tow to kind of learn the song. And by the time he came out, he had a song that was a parody of it. And that song was called My Baloney. After recording this parody, he sent it into Dr. Tormento, who played it, and it got a good response. Not long after that, Weird Al attended a concert of the Knacks, and afterwards he introduced himself to the lead singer Doug Feger as the author of this song called My Baloney. And Doug liked the parody so much that he brought it over to a guy by the name of Rupert Perry, who was the vice president of Capitol Records, and insisted that they... And that's exactly what happened. Capitol Records signed Weird Al to a six-month contract and produced the song My Baloney on a single for him. The B-side of that was a song called School Cafeteria. In 1981, Weird Al went on tour with Dr. Demento's stage show. And in doing this, he came across a guy by the name of Jay Levy. And Jay talked to Al and said, hey, you know, have you really put some consideration to actually having a band with you, not just yourself and maybe some of you playing your accordion case? And he's like, yeah, I've, I've given it some thought. And that kind of snowballed into them now holding auditions for a band to be behind Weird Al Yankovic, a drummer, a bass player, and a guitarist. And that way, when he was parroting a song, he could actually mimic the exact song that he was mimicking. Instead of trying to play that tune transported through an accordion into the parody he was making, which he did with My Baloney. So the next song that he came out with was a song called I Love Rocky Road, which is, of course, a parody of the song I Love Rock and Roll. And that song went on to be a top 40 hit, which then propelled Weird Al to record and bring out his first album. And it was just called Weird Al. It was self-titled, which was released on April 26th of 1983. On the album was, of course, the song I Love Rocky Road and another pre-recorded song, which called Another One Rides the Bus, which is a parody of Another One Bites the Dust by Queen, and a song called Ricky, which made fun of the song called Mickey. I mean, everybody kind of knows that song. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Same thing, except... Ricky was a parody of that song and played on the idea of uh, I Love Lucy. Now, as his career went on, Weird Al decided that what he was going to do as an artist was that if he was going to parody somebody's song, he was going to approach them, um, present his version of their song, and then ask for their permission to parody it. And should they have any kind of objection to it, whether it was a personal song and they didn't want it being made fun of, or they thought his version wasn't funny or whatever, that he would simply just not do it. He'd leave it on the shelf and record something else. And this became evident in 1983. In 1983, he released his second album, which was called Weird Al in 3D. The recordings finished up in 83, and the album came out on February 28th of 1984. That album featured parodies of songs like uh, the Brady Bunch, which was a parody of the song uh, Safety Dance by Men Without Hats. He also made a song called I Lost on Jeopardy, which parodied a song called Jeopardy by the Greg Kahn Band. The funny part about that one is that the Weird Al Yankovic version of the song ended up being more popular than the original. 
But the crown jewel on this album was a song called Eat It. It was a parody of the song Beat It by Michael Jackson. When Weird Al approached Michael Jackson about it, he was quite nervous that Michael Jackson might not get the humor in the song that basically poked fun of picky eaters. But Michael Jackson thought it was hilarious. He thought it was a great song, a great parody. And he gave Weird Al permission to parody it. So you had Eat It. And Eat It went on to be Weird Al Yankovic's most popular song. It went all the way to number one in Australia and 12 in the United States. And it was his most popular song until right around 1992. Another thing to mention is there was also a song on that album that was called Pokers on 45, which made fun of a song called Stars on 45, which isn't really that big of a deal, but it also started a trend with Weird Al, where now, when he recorded an album, at least one song on the album would be a polka of something. With this one, it happened to be uh, making fun of Stars on 45, and as we'll continue on, you'll see he makes more and more of them some of them more popular than others. He followed that up with a mockumentary that he made of himself called The Complete Al, which made fun of the Beatles version of The Complete Beatles. And in 1985, he released another album, and the album was called Dare to be Stupid. His third album, filled with juicy parodies for everybody to love, was released on June 18th, 1985. It featured songs like Yoda, which was a play on the song Lola by The Kinks. Then he had I Want a New Duck, which was a play on the song I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis and the News. The most popular of his songs off this album was a song called Like a Surgeon, made fun of Madonna's Like a Virgin. And the other one that was kind of really popular was a song called Dare to be Stupid, which was a an original song, but it was played in the style of how Devo would sound. It ended up being a song on the soundtrack of a movie that came out the next year in 1986 called Transformers the Movie. Now, this isn't the one made by Michael Bay. It's the cartoon version that came out in 1986. It actually kind of has a pretty good soundtrack if you think about it. I included a link just in case you haven't watched the movie and you want to see the part where Weird Al's in. He followed that up the next year by releasing another album called Polka Party. And Polka Party had a song that made fun of Living in America by James Brown, and Addicted to Love by Robert Palmer, and Ruthless People by Mick Jagger. And by the time this album came out, Weird Al was already kind of being engrossed in a lot of different things. He consistently would have these kind of episodes where he would take over Much Music, which is the Canadian version of MTV, or then he'd have things where he'd take over MTV, and there'd be a lot of parody in there where he'd do fake interviews, or he'd do comedy stuff. But Polka Party went on to be a failure. And because of that, when Weird Al went back into the recording studio to start making a new album, he kind of really had to get his ducks in a row. He had kind of wrapped off two albums really quick, and the second was was really lackluster, and it didn't really seem to jive with a lot of people. The best song off of it was Living With a Hernia, and a lot of people didn't really attach too hard to it, because although James Brown is popular, he's not kind of in with the crowd of young people that would get the comedy and the music that was taking place. So it was a little over their heads. On April 12th of 1988, he released his fifth studio album. The album was called Even Worse. And the cover of the album mocked Michael Jackson's um, album cover for Bad. And with Michael Jackson's help, 
and permission, of course, to use his cover or likeness thereof, end his song Bad and turn it into a song called Fat, and allowed him to use the exact same set that he used for his music video, even worse went on to be a huge success. The song Fat itself ended up netting Weird Al a Grammy Award. And the album is, although not riddled with really good songs, not as good as Fat, but some of them are quite funny. He has a song called I Think I'm a Clone Now, which makes fun of I Think We're Alone Now, Lasagna, which makes fun of La Bamba. He then followed that up the next year by releasing an album called UHF. And UHF would be the last album that Rick Derringer was a part of. But not only that, it was released as a soundtrack to a movie of the same name. So he released a movie called UHF, which is a movie about a floundering television studio. And this was the soundtrack to it. So it's not really a Weird Al Yankovic album as much as it is a soundtrack for a movie that... But even though it's a soundtrack, it features no other artists besides Weird Al Yankovic. And it's the soundtrack for a movie in which he plays the main character. So it it is a Weird Al Yankovic album. It featured songs like um, Money for Nothing, The Beverly Hillbillies, which is the song making fun of the song Money for Nothing by Dire Straits, Isle Thing, which is a parody of the song Wild Thing by Tone Locke. With the departure of Rick Derringer, Weird Al now took over producing his own albums, which seemed to be a really good idea when you think about the next album to come out. In April of 1992, Weird Al released his next studio album, which was now his seventh and it was called Off the Deep End. The cover featured a mock of the cover for Nirvana's Nevermind album. And to me, it's at this point that Weird Al really started embracing this idea of doing parody songs. Of course, the main song off of it was a song called Smells Like Nirvana, which made fun of the song Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, but went on to be one of his more highly charted singles. But of course, the entire album was full of songs that were great, great, parodies of songs. He had a song like I Can't Watch This, which was You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. He had his polka melody, which was called Polka Your Eyes Out. Then there was The White Stuff, which made fun of New Kids on the Blocks, The Right Stuff. Which, quick sidebar, I think is hilarious that Weird Al Yankovic makes a lot of songs that are kind of dedicated to food. Um, you know, there's like My Baloney, and then this song, this album had the song the white stuff, which is just talking about the, the white cream filling in Oreos and how he puts it on everything and eats it all the time. It's a ridiculous song, but so good. He followed that up by releasing another album in October of 1993 called Alapalooza. The cover it was kind of like Alapalooza with the old Jurassic Park logo as the title of the album. On the album, he had a song called Jurassic Park, which was a play on... MacArthur Park, which was done by Richard Higgins. The music video for that song was done entirely in claymation, stop-go animation. It was incredibly imaginative and got Weird Al a Grammy nomination for it. Other songs on the album itself were Bedrock Anthem, which made fun of two different Red Hot Chili Peppers songs, Give It Away and Under the Bridge. And then he had Living in the Fridge, which was a joke on Aerosmith's song Living on the Edge. 
And that album was then followed up by the 1996 album called Bad Hair Day. Now, the trifecta of these three albums, Bad Hair Day, Alapalooza, and Off the Deep End, seemed to be the height of Weird Al Yankovic's career to that point. When Bad Hair Day came out, it sold over a million copies, was certified gold, and then went on to be certified platinum. The most popular song off of it was a song called Amish Paradise, which makes fun of the song Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. It was the most popular song, but it also kind of got Weird Al in a bit of hot water because it seemed to insult the people who were actually were Amish. And not to leave any of the other parodies behind, there's songs like Gump, which makes fun of Lump by Presidents of the United States of America. Then there's Syndicated Incorporated, which makes fun of the song Misery by Soul Asylum. And then there's the uh, parody Alternative Polka, which polkas up a whole bunch of alternative and rock songs that were popular at the time. And the end of the millennium saw one last album by Weird Al. Released in 1999 was the album Running With Scissors. But when it was released, there was a new look Al. Up to this point, Weird Al has always been known to look a certain way. He had big glasses, a mustache, short curly hair, always wearing bright, vibrant shirts. And now it was all gone. Weird Al went and got LASIK surgery to fix his extreme myopia. He also shaved the beard and grew out his hair. And when Running With Scissors was released, it showcased this new look Al. The album got as high as 16 on the top 100, and two songs off of it were extremely popular. The first was a song called The Saga Begins, which was a parody of American Pie and brought light to the Anakin character of Star Wars, and a lot of people loved that. They thought it was hilarious. The second was a song called Pretty Fly for a Rabbi, which made fun of Offspring's Pretty Fly for a White Guy, which on its own was already kind of a comedy song. The only real difference is one's about a rabbi and one's about a white guy. Take your pick what you like more. Weird Al had seen a lot of popularity within especially things like the nerd culture or the younger generation growing up in the 80s in his style of humor music. So for him, he felt going into the new millennium, it was about to be a whole lot more of the same. And maybe he might get some more popularity over different songs. Yes and no. The new millennium was about to hit Al hard, right at the beginning. 2001 saw Weird Al marry his girlfriend Suzanne at the time, and in 2003 then they had their daughter Nina, who, by the way, kind of looks ne nothing like either of her parents. Go ahead and go on the internet and go look for Nina Yankovic and go see for yourself. It'll blow your mind. But 2003 also saw the release of his 11th studio album. The name of it was Poodle Hat. It was released on May 20th of 2003. And it seemed to really poke fun at a lot of the things that made up the culture right around the turn of the century. He had a song called Couch Potato, which parodied uh, Eminem's Lose Yourself. There was a song called eBay, which parodied Backstreet Boys' uh, My Way. And then there was a complicated song, which made fun of Avril Lavigne's Complicated. And then there was Ode to a Superhero, which played on Piano Man by Billy Joel. Now, all of these songs kind of were whatever, but because they kind of poked fun at, you know, the culture at the time, it really got mixed reviews when the album was released. Although it got all the way to number 17, 
And not everybody seemed to understand the humor that Weird Al was making. It kind of went over their head again, which Weird Al tends to do that. I mean, if you're kind of within that whole range of who he's trying to be funny towards, nerds or internet geeks or, you know, that group of people who are kind of outsiders, you know, not in that huge popular group, right? And sometimes when Weird Al Yankovic is making an album, he pushes that line too far. And because of that, he even starts to um, alienate anybody who's not in that group, right? So his songs that would be more popular, but because he's going so overboard in the humors past the average person, they don't get it. it they get confused. On April 9th of 2004, both of Weird Al Yankovic's parents were found dead in their Fallbrook, California home. It seems that while they were sleeping, they accidentally got carbon monoxide poisoning from their fireplace and passed away in their sleep, which was a horrible, horrible thing to ever happen. If you don't have a carbon monoxide alarm in your house, you should probably get one. What a horrible thing to have to find out. And for Weird Al Yankovic, he would have to go on stage only a couple hours after finding out this information that his parents had passed away. And when Weird Al was asked about it later, he kind of just took it as, you know, my music has brought in a lot of people happiness. Makes them happy, makes them giggle, whatever. Why can't that do it for me as well? You know, and I can sit there and cry and cry and cry, but if I'm out there performing, I'm not crying. I'm I'm into my performance. I'm being jolly and jovial. And that kind of takes away from me having to sit there and feel sorry for myself. It's therapeutic in a way. On September 26th of 2006, Weird Al Yankovic released his 12th studio album called Straight Outta Linwood. It got all the way up to number 10 on the top 100 and partially in part to a song that really appealed to his audience. The song was called White Nerdy, which made fun of Chamillionaire's Chameleon... I don't even know how you say his name. Chamillionaire? Chameleonaire? Yeah, I'm just, I will just leave that over there in the backpack items. Either way, his song was called Riding. And then there was, of course, a mock of Green Day's American Idiot, and Weird Al did a version called The Canadian Idiot. It also was supposed to have a song called You're Pitiful, which made fun of James Blunt's song, You're Beautiful. But unfortunately, James Blunt's record label denied Weird Al using the song and making a parody of it. So because of that, Weird Al respected it and didn't produce it on the album. He then later released it on the internet as a free song for anybody to download. So go ahead and listen to You're Pitiful by Weird Al. Hilarious. I love it. It's one of my favorite songs. His next album, Alpocalypse, had a little bit of drama mixed in with the release. When Weird Al recorded the album, which was set to be released in 2011, one of the tracks off the album was a song called Perform This Way, which made fun of Lady Gaga's Born This Way. Now, he had kind of made it and put it all together, and when he went to go ask permission to use this song, he was denied permission. Nope, you can't use that song on your album. So then Weird Al kind of went back to the drawing board and realized that because the song was already on the album, he now had to take it off the album, and that was going to delay the album's release, at least for a little bit. 
But Weird Al, who has always, you know, got his finger on the pulse of the internet and, and the communities around there, he decided, I'm going to post this song on YouTube and Twitter and all these sites, and any money coming from this song is going to go towards Lady Gaga's charity of human rights. And because of that, Twitter and other social media sites, the word eventually got back all the way to Lady Gaga about this, who had no idea up until this point that Weird Al Yankovic had been denied using her song to make a parody. And then Lady Gaga personally gave her permission that Weird Al could use that song. She even went further to state that she's a huge Weird Al fan. And that saved Weird Al Yankovic's butt. Now he didn't have to take that song off of his album. He could release the album with that song on it and set the date that day. And because of that, he left that uh, prior commitment in with the album. So now any money that he was going to make off the song performed that way was still going to go to these human rights charities. And following that, he released his most recent album on July 5th of 2014, and it was called Mandatory Fun. Of it, it featured a song called Word Crimes, which made fun of the song Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. There's also Foil, which makes fun of the song Royals, and Handy, which makes fun of the song Fancy by Iggy Azalea. But of this album, it put Weird Al Yankovic in elite company. Of this album, it gave him another top 40 hit, which meant that Weird Al Yankovic, Michael Jackson, and Madonna were the only artists to have four top 40 hits in four different decades. Pretty interesting little tidbit, isn't it? In 2018, Weird Al Yankovic finally received his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. In March of 2018, he released a new song, which was called The Hamilton Polka, which then makes fun of the musical Hamilton. And to that point, that's where Weird Al's career is. He hasn't really said when he's going to release another album, and the way that Weird Al Yankovic works, he kind of just says, well, I don't know. Inspiration could hit me tomorrow, and I could have an album next month. Or it could be years. You never know. But Weird Al Yankovic is such a unique artist. He's one of the only artists that has built an entire career off parody. He's made fun of other people's songs and played with polka, and and he really plays on the idea of the whole nerd culture thing. You know, nerds, sci-fi, all that stuff. All the stuff that kind of makes Big Bang Theory popular is the exact same stuff that makes Weird Al Yankovic popular. In the idea of where it's a little tidbit of something that is very nerdy, but very watered down so that almost everybody can understand. You know, for all of us, we may not understand these very complex mathematical equations, but most people can understand that pi has a decimal point and then an infinite number of numbers afterwards, to which they never actually gotten to the end of it, because it can essentially go on for infinity. And that idea is almost funny in itself, that it's just, I can go to like 58 numbers into the decimal point and the comedy that's within that. It's very nerdy comedy, but it's comedy nonetheless. And Weird Al's been able to use that and pop culture to 
make an entire career and a storied career. He's been around for over 40 years as an artist. That's quite impressive. That's not something that just anyone can do. So, for Weird Al Yankovic, him being an artist that has been solely successful in comedy, that's very important. That's very noteworthy. And not to be just overlooked because he doesn't produce music the same way other artists do. A lot of artists have come to know Weird Al Yankovic parodying your song is almost a rite of passage as being an artist. So that says a lot about Weird Al Yankovic. But that's it for this week. I will see you guys next week and we'll continue growing together.